This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, 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 Clock Dodgers. CDF, what is up? It is your boy, Neil. I am so glad you guys decided to join me today. This episode is sponsored by No Halftime. No Halftime is a daily fantasy sports app, but it's not like what you're used to. Well, I mean, it's exactly what you're used to if you already play it, right? If you already use the promo code CLOCK and you're already playing, you are used to it. But if you're new, you're not familiar with it, this is the first time you're hearing it. So here's the thing, right? We all have arguments with our friends. We all debate with our family members. We all, you know, have these discussions at work with coworkers and at the end of the day, you, you know, you get these these debates going where it's like, I like Tom Brady. He's way better than Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger ain't, ain't nothing. He's going to get torn up this week. Brady's going to do what Brady always does. And then the conversation's like, oh, well, we'll see. Well, that's not good enough. We'll see ain't good enough. That's not a good enough way to end that debate and then come back to work like, oh, you know, I was right. You were wrong. No, no, no. Let's put money on that. Let's put a side bet on that. Let's put our money where our mouth is. If you have no halftime and you signed up with it and used the promo code CLOCK and you got a bonus on your first deposit, that's amazing as it is. But what you don't understand is and when you don't think about sometimes is the feeling you get when you beat your friend, when you beat your family member, when you beat your coworker, and this app makes it easy for you. You go in there, you say, I'll take Tom Brady, you're taking Ben Roethlisberger, except the cha- uh, you put the price on it, like $5, $10, $100, whatever kind of big ballers you are, and you put the price on it, you both accept it, boom, you don't do anything else. You watch the games, you enjoy your life, the next day you come back, you see the results, one of you won money, one of you didn't, one of you lost, and then when you go back to the office, or you go back to the house, or you go wherever you're going, you meet up with your friends, you're like, hey, give my money. Give my money. Oh, no, you don't have to say that. You know why? Because you already got it. It's on the app. Everything is literally done for you. All you have to do is create that challenge, right? Create that challenge like you did in person with the person. You're going to do it right on the app, and everything else is taken care of for you. Literally, this is the greatest. Um, this is one of the greatest tools to me ever in debates, uh, in sports debates, at least, you know, football, basketball, baseball, things like that. Um, so go on there. Since you're rolling with Clock Dodgers, since you're CDF, since you're Clock Dodgers family, I'm giving you a promo code CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K. You use it, and you're going to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit up to $50, right? So free money on that first deposit, and it's life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Let's go ahead and get into this week four episode. Cannot play with it. Cannot win with it. Cannot cope with it. Can't do it. All right, all right, simmer down, simmer down. It's week four of the NFL season. I'm excited. 
I'm excited because we've had some some damn good football up until right now. Um, even Thursday night football, which many people have discounted over the years here, um, saying it's it's not as good, it's not as good of a product, it's not as exciting um, in fantasy terms. It's typically a letdown. Uh, even the players that you expect to do well don't do well. But no, it's it's been a little different. It's been a little different. Um, you know, two weeks ago, Thursday Night Football was amazing. This week, it was still pretty damn good. Um, you know, you had if, if you played guys in Thursday Night Football, which some people, you know, as crazy as it sounds, stay away from it even uh, because of what recent history has shown to people. Um, they get caught up in it, right? They get caught up in Thursday Night Football is bad. It's bad product. It's bad for fantasy. It's bad for everything. But if you started some guys this week, just yesterday, when I, well, I'm recording this on Friday. So if you recorded, if, if, you, if you played some guys from yesterday's game, kudos kudos to you you have some uh your week four started off fairly well if you started certain guys right so kudos to you guys for that um right now after thursday night football you're likely kind of tightening all the screws cleaning up any loose ends on your week four roster on your lineup um you know maybe trying to get some last minute trades in or, or waiver targets that maybe people are sleeping on in your league so keep doing that keep plugging away it never stops it never stops the grind never stops on this but um you know make sure you put that uh that best lineup out there and i'm kind of here to help you out and do that get you that w so what we're gonna do is first first off okay first off before we go before we get into any of the other stuff i want to talk about um which i'll try to make this a little bit of a quick one for you guys we'll see how long it takes to get through but um as far as the waiver moves and the trades that i just mentioned two seconds ago here um what I, what I want, what I try to get into people's minds is that you don't want to do these things like waivers or uh, trade offers for certain players. You don't, you want to do it before it's the cool thing to do before it's the obvious player. You, you're trying to think ahead of the competition, not with them. Right. I think some people, a lot of people don't have, haven't mastered that, that, that side of things. You're not in fantasy football. Like most things in life, you don't want to follow the trends. You want to set them. You want to create them. Um, so, I mean, at, at, at all times you want to be calculated. Of course you want to, you know, make sure you're doing the right thing and it matches up with your research and with everything else. But, um, and, and of course you have to think about, you know, the terms of, you know, your, your league style, uh, the scoring, the format, all that kind of stuff. But, in, in most cases in life, not just fantasy football, but we're, we're speaking fantasy football here, you want to be ahead of everybody else. That's the goal. You don't want to fall in line with them because when you're falling in line with them, you're all using the same thinking. It's hard to get shit done. It's hard to it's hard to get the lead when you're all thinking the same way, right? So when a player has a great week, everybody wants that player. Only one person is getting get him on waivers, right? Only one person. That's just the way it works. So whether you're in a, in a budget league where you bid on the players, whether you're in a waivers league where, you know, it depends on how that works, but only one person is going to get those certain players that, that pop off each week. So it's not something you want to rely on. It's not like if you have a hole in your lineup, say you need a wide receiver or you need a running back, you don't want to think along the lines of, well, I'll have to wait and see who blows up this week um, that we weren't expecting that's on the waiver right now and I'm going to get him tomorrow, you know, or I'll get him next week to fill my you know, my hole in my lineup. You don't want to get stuck in that. You get stuck in that and you'll be doing it all year. You want to think ahead. You want to look at guys who are injured, guys who are suspended, um, guys who didn't uh, have a have good games the last few weeks. And you want to take advantage of their value now. You want to take advantage of the fact that they're free on waivers right now, um, but they'll be available later. 
and, and and you're banking on the fact that no no one's saying these things are set in stone when you make these moves, but they're calculated risks. Um, you don't want. I'm not, I'm not saying drop your star player to get this guy who's not going to be available for for a couple more weeks, but I'm saying you need to make the move. You need to make moves on these, some of these guys, especially if you got extra roster space or um, you know you got a guy that you're not using. That's just not. You're never gonna. You have to look at your lineup and say, or your roster and say, I'm I'm never gonna use this guy. Like I'm never gonna use this guy. Uh, except for worst case scenario, because he's just like a depth, you know, depth guy on my team. Um, and, and I see a guy who's on waivers who, who's been hurt or who started the season hurt. So people were sleeping on him. Uh, he was suspended, whatever the case was. And he's still there. And this guy, if he comes back and he's anything like, I think he could be, he's going to be pretty valuable. Or he can be pretty valuable. He's gonna be better than this last guy on my bench that's really just there, and I and I switch him out every week with somebody else on waivers, and he's just not he's nothing to me, right? Um, so like, okay, Josh Gordon, for instance, a lot of people hate Josh Gordon. A lot of people think he'll never play football again. He's a waste of time. I've been a Josh Gordon believer this entire time. I've been that guy in your dynasty league who keeps Josh Gordon. I've been that guy who in your drafts this year may have drafted Josh Gordon, depending on the length, the depth of the league and how my draft itself was going. I'm the guy who two weeks ago, three weeks ago, this week, picked up Josh Gordon. Okay. And I know a lot of people are like, why? The guy's suspended. He's never going to play again in the NFL. I mean, I hear that all the time. He's never going to play in the NFL. I really don't care what you think, though. That's the crazy part is I don't care if you think he's never going to play again. I don't care if you think if he does play again, he's going to suck because he's been gone from football for however many years. I really don't care. I'm taking a risk on a guy that I believe in. If he comes back, could be legit as fuck. That's what I'm doing. And if he is legit, if he does come back, if he is legit, I get a big boost to my team. If you look a lot of years, people who win these leagues are guys who get a a guy on waivers that just blows up. This is your chance. These are your little lottery tickets that you have to take. So if we're just looking ahead, Josh Gordon, obviously people, a lot of people feel a certain way about that and they they won't listen to you on that one. Um, Michael Floyd. Michael Floyd's an idea. Um... D.D. Westbrook for the Jags. It's another guy. Yeah, he's not coming back right now. He's probably going to come back after week eight or something like that. But again, if you have a spot in your lineup, a guy that you're not going to use ever, D.D. Westbrook, with with Allen Robinson out, and he balled out in the preseason, we know he's a talented guy coming out of college. If he can come back, he's dealing with guys like Marquise Lee, Allen Hearns. You don't think D.D. Westbrook can fit in there and make some plays? You don't think he could be useful? I'm just saying, if you got a spot you're not using, a guy you're never going to use, you just switch him out every week, you know, hoping to hit on something, why don't you look ahead of the trends? D.D. Westbrook, Josh Gordon, Michael Floyd. Uh, I'm just naming guys. There's guys who you think, maybe maybe there's a guy you think is going to get injured. Um, I hear guys all the time say, uh, I, I don't have a lot of value in uh, Gordon in Sandy, in, 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 with the Chargers or... Um, Certain guys, right, that you just feel like are injury prone or whatever the case may be, get then get ahead. Get ahead. If you don't believe in him, take his backup. If you don't believe in him, grab someone else on the team that you think is going to get a whole lot of play when that guy or trade that guy. Trade him. Trade him at a high value if you really don't believe in him. Don't stick with a guy you don't believe in. Get ahead of the trend. Get ahead of whatever's about to happen. Of course, you'll never. This is never going to be foolproof. This is never going to be fully predictable. Um, this is never going to be something that um, you can really bank on. It's just 
like anything in fantasy or in a lot of times in life, it's luck involved, but you can predict some of it. You cannot predict like you know exactly what's going to happen, but you can kind of try to look ahead at yourself and think if this does happen, what may be the outcome? Um, and that and that's just what you want to do. So I wanted to touch on that really quick because I don't think enough people are taking advantage of that idea with waivers, with trades, um, with anything. D- try to get ahead of what's cool. Try to get ahead of what's happening right now, because whatever's happening right now. Everybody else is doing it. Whatever's cool right now, everybody else in your league wants to do it. They all get it. We, we, we play in fantasy leagues with, with people who consume podcasts, read articles nonstop, watch TV nonstop. They're getting all the information you're getting. You got to try to jump ahead of the information that's being delivered. And that's a key. That's a key in a lot of things in life. Try to jump ahead of what is now if you can. Don't go too far ahead, but try to. And nothing is going to be perfect. You're not going to be every, no, no one's going to predict these things hundred percent. No one's going to get every single thing right. Um, but, but you try these, are you taking your shots? So I just wanted to mention that. Um, and, and I think it's important. So just, just, just store it away in your mind. Think about it. Think of some players, try to get some guys that you can target that you can think ahead of. If you have any, uh, you don't want to share them, right? You don't want to share them with me, but if you have somebody that you want to call out right now that you think is going to be worthy you know, maybe after these um, these half a season IR guys return or somebody you think is going to get injured, send them to me. I want to hear what you guys think. I want to hear who you're thinking about. Obviously, you know, you might have some players you want to keep hush-hush. I get it. But if you have somebody, send it to me. I clock doctors. I'm curious who you guys are looking at for late in the season that you think if your team was making a playoff run or anything like that, this guy can actually be really useful. Really useful. Not just you know, some one hit thing and you got to hope that it works, but actually really useful. You think maybe you could depend on, um, I'd love to hear who you guys are, uh, who you guys are thinking about. Something that's funny to me is to you guys who play in eight team leagues and stuff. Um, what, what, what's the deal with that? Right? Like, I mean, I understand if you're playing with like friends or family or you got this little fun thing going on at work, nobody's like really into fancy football, but you're just doing it to kind of have a little fun to talk about stuff on Monday mornings and stuff like that. But too often I see these things like, um, you know, I, and I'm just making this up, but like, should I drop Todd Gurley for Devonta Freeman? Which one do you think is more valuable? It's like, what, what what league are you playing in? Like, what size of the league that these guys are available? And of course, again, that's not the actual one I hear, but I hear stuff like that. And what, what's funny to me is, I mean, if you're just playing for fun, it's cool, right? If you're just trying to have fun or maybe you're trying to learn fantasy football, you're not really familiar with it. So the small league thing was kind of more intimate for you, more easy, more uh, less uh, consuming or, uh, you know, intense, I guess is the word I get it. But for me, I just see like, um, I feel like for me in a life and this is how I approach life as well as fantasy football. I want some real competition. I want some real challenges. Like I want to join something that, that poses a threat to me. Um, not that I feel it's too easy. Um, and, and, and I mentioned this because I just see those questions a lot. It's just always funny to me. Like, what what are you playing for? I mean, I guess we're all playing for fun at, this, at the end of the day. But some of us are playing for money. Some are playing for, you know, just bragging rights. It depends on what, what it's for. But I just feel like growth comes when you test yourself. And you test yourself against the best or a real, a real competitive states. Um, you know, and, and you learn through, like, your errors and your mistakes. And I... The eight team leagues just seems like what mistake are you making? Are you not playing the right pro bowler over the other pro bowler? Like I just don't see the fun in that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just don't find the fun in the easy decisions and you know the easy choices and um, 
I, maybe it's just not for me. But it's just, I'm just always curious about why guys play in like eight team leagues. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. You know, maybe it's just you have no choice. But with the internet, 2017, kind of hard to say you don't have a choice to do that. Um, but again, if it's your thing, it's cool. But I just feel like stop playing fancy football on rookie mode, if you know what I mean. If you it, it, stop playing on rookie mode, if you're a Madden player. Uh, or if you've ever played Madden, you know what I'm talking about, right? Stop, stop. Why, why do you play it on rookie mode? I don't care about what you did in rookie mode. I don't care. You know, play on all Madden. What's the point otherwise? <laughs> oh, it's like, I don't know if you remember when you were, again, if you weren't a gamer or you didn't play games, like you played baseball games, basketball games, football games, and your friends like, oh, I created a player and he caught 56 touchdowns and, 3,000 receiving yards. Like, what is the fun in that? What's the fun in that? That's rookie mode. Playing all Madden. Test yourself. It's the same thing with fantasy football. Yeah, the eight-team league is funny. You know, it's fun. But where's the challenge? Where is it? It's just weird. For me, it's not my thing. I know some people love it. It's just funny to me when I see those questions because it's like, man, like, how do you even answer that question? Like, I don't know. You know, which Pro Bowler do you feel like playing this week? Which jersey do you like better? I don't know. Like, they're all good. <laughs> Play on all Madden. I don't know. I'm doing everything in life in all Madden mode. I believe in challenging yourself daily. Riding a bike to me is way better without training wheels, if that makes sense. Way better. You could do so much more once you master it. Same with fancy football. Way better without the training wheels. Question of the week. Question of the week. I love this. So every week I, I take one question that I get. Um, and, and these are totally random. So it could be a question that I just feel like, you know, it will impact a lot of people. Um, if it's a question that I just feel like is interesting, um, whatever whatever the reason is, I pick this fancy football question for the week. This one comes from uh, at password is taco on the fantasy life app, um, inside the, uh, clock Dodgers chat. He's a cool dude. comes around a lot. Um, so he just asked a simple question. Um, should he trade away Gillisley, new England Patriots running back and receive, uh, Cobb Patriots, uh, Patriots Packers wide receiver. Uh, his, he, this is a PPR league. And he said his other running backs are McCaffrey, Martin, Abdullah blunt. Um, I don't know who his wide receivers are, but that's fine. That's fine. That doesn't matter. Uh, well, it does matter, but it sort of doesn't right now. Um, we can answer this without knowing that. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's an interesting question. Um, I picked this one because Gillisley was a hot player starting the season. A lot of guys, uh, were big on him. Cobb, quite the opposite, right? Not a lot of fans of him. Uh, people feel like Jordy Nelson, Adams, Ty Montgomery, all these guys are there. Aaron Rodgers slings the rock though, guys. He's the best, one of the best to do it. So, and, and, and when I'm, when I'm looking at this trade, I'm leaning the Cobb side, for a couple of reasons. One, we're talking PPR. Um, so in PPR, Cobb stock, we're, we're, we're talking about it. We get a little boost here. Then we talk about the fact that Adams just got knocked out of a game last week. It looks scary. Um, he may just bounce right back. Who knows? But still, that is there. Um, Ty Montgomery got hurt. All these all these things happen in Thursday Night Football. So Adams, Ty Montgomery. Um and, and you say, why Why do you care about Ty Montgomery? He's a, he's a running back. Who cares? But still, catches the ball. And, and any time a player gets hurt, you assume somehow um, people are going to receive a boost around them. So Cobb, I, I like that. Not that I like that those guys got hurt, but I think that helps him a little bit. Um, but again, I think he just came into the season underrated. 
I like wide receivers in PPR leagues. Obviously, um, Gillisley is not exactly looked at as, as a PPR running back. So I'm not, I'm not mad at this. Uh, I'm not mad if you take this trade. Of course, you got McCaffrey in this in this guy's situation. You got McCaffrey, Martin, Abdullah, Blunt. I feel like you got enough running backs um, where you don't need Gillisley. Martin's coming back. So you got that going for you. I just feel like in PPR you got some good running backs um, that could be that are pretty decent, and they're only going to get better. Obviously, Martin's coming back, so it's almost like you know you lose Gillisley, but you you add Martin in a sense. Um, so I feel like you're good with this. If you need wide receivers, I'm I'm totally good with this move. Um, I like Cobb more than probably the average people do, but again, I would definitely do this trade if you need wide receivers. I have no issue with it. So uh, password is taco, man. Let us know what you did. I don't know if you accepted this trade or not, but I'm good with it. I'm good with it. As always, though, go with your gut. I'm just giving you my opinion. Go with your gut, whether you feel it or not. Um, and if you guys have your question and you want it answered on the podcast, I'm only doing for, for this episode that I do. Um, I only do one question for the whole week. So whether if you, if you got a question that you think can help out a lot of people, send that my way. Um, if it's just personal to you, like this trade was today, this off this question today. Uh, I might use that one. So it just depends. Just whatever I'm feeling that day. But we also have episodes where we do more questions. So don't worry. Your questions will be answered, if not just in form of where you sent it, but also on the podcast. So again, shout out to Passwords Taco uh, for participating in the Clock Dodgers chat on the Fancy Life app. It's a good place to uh, to interact with a lot of the CDF. A lot of the Clock Dodgers family is in that chat. So if you want to talk football, it's a good place to find us. Otherwise, you know, Twitter, Instagram, good places to, to connect as well. So shout out to you, sir. I want to get to one of my favorite things to do on here, and that's my I told you so players of the week. And of course, I always try to create some clarity here with this. It's not like I'm saying these guys are the top plays of the week or anything like that. They're just guys that I want to put my name on for the week that we're in that I feel like not everybody is on top of it as far as these guys are not, you know, championing them. They're not um, saying they're going to be amazing. And I'm not saying they're going to be amazing either, but I feel like they're going to be useful. They're gonna be. They're gonna get you some points when you where you need it. If you're dealing with injuries or, you know, you don't like your matchups, whatever the case may be. So they're guys that I feel like when we talk next week, when we reconnect next week, when we recap next week, I'm gonna say I told you so. My quarterback of the week. Now I called. I called Deshaun Watson last week against the Patriots. Some of you said I was crazy, right? Some of you said Deshaun Watson can't even play football. Like, he's not even a good quarterback. But I, I mentioned, in fantasy terms, the guy can use his legs. They're another weapon. I think he's a winner. He's got it. His legs are useful. He can throw the ball. And I think if you started him, if you used that advice last week, um, you're, you're, you're happy. You're happy with the results. So, this week, let's follow this up. Because I believe some of some of his success last week was in part to the Patriots, which a lot of people were worried about. That's why I mentioned also that you know they're afraid that Bill Belichick is gonna out, you know, outplay this guy in sense of coaching him, you know, coaching against him. The Patriots defense don't look that great, guys. Let's just be serious here for a second. Um, they seem to be struggling a little bit. They they seem to be letting teams score some points when they want to. So, a guy that everyone, it seems like, has given up on, and rightfully so. I mean, the guy hasn't looked great. Um, Cam Newton. I'm putting Cam Newton in my I told you so players of the week. 
Deshaun Watson last week, Cam Newton this week. And in part, I believe in Cam Newton's ability. I believe in some of the weapons that he has there, even though Greg Olson got hurt. But I, I, I gotta, I gotta admit, some some of this is due, due in part to the Patriots. Now, maybe it should be buyer beware because the Patriots defense may be a little pissed off that that rookie looked so damn good last week against them. So they may, you know, return the favor to Cam Newton instead. But I like Cam Newton this week. I'm putting my name on him. If he sucks, eh, it's possible. But I'm putting my name on him this week. I like him in week four against the Patriots. He's got some decent weapons. He's got Kelvin Benjamin if he's healthy. He's got Funches, who isn't horrible. He's not horrible. But he's got McCaffrey. Nice weapon to have. Nice weapon to have. Jonathan Stewart helps out a little bit. I like Cam Newton. I think if he does well this week, he'll have to do some things again with his legs. Again, I like that. I like that floor. I like that high floor on guys that have that 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 option. So Cam Newton is my I told you so player of the week at quarterback at running back. Another guy that I said before, Andre Ellington. I'm coming back to him again because it still doesn't feel like people believe me. And again, another player that people were like, huh? When I said it, when I said it a couple weeks ago, huh? Why Andre Ellington? Are you guys seeing it yet? Kerwin Williams? Just not getting the job done. CJ2K, just not getting the job done. Andre Ellington last week, I believe you can correct me if I'm wrong, which you will. I believe he outsnapped both of them in terms of everything, catching the ball, um, running the ball, all that kind of stuff. Last week, he wasn't that bad, was he? The the Cardinals trust Andre Ellington. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's got a, he's got a pretty decent matchup. It's not horrible. Um, he's only gaining more and more of their trust. They need him. They need him. You got to understand they lost David Johnson. He was the offense. That stuff has to go somewhere. And I believe Andre Ellington's the guy. He's a useful tool for them. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He's just, he's got some stuff there, guys. So Andre Ellington, if you're in, if you're in a jam, you got injured players. If you're, you know, in a league where there's not much available for you to pick from and you need somebody, I'm not opposed to Andre Ellington. I'm putting my stamp on him as I told you so player of the week. And my last one here, I usually do a wide receiver. I'm going to kind of switch it up, make it a wide receiver tight end. So it's going to be like more of a flex thing as far as wide receiver or tight end. But I'm going to give you one of each this week just because it's kind of different. Um, wide receiver, I'm going with Will Fuller. Will Fuller, you know them. You remember him, right? Okay. Well, he's back this week. Of course. There's always that that situation with players who are returning from either a suspension or from an injury uh that they got this rust you know to shake off which is true it's very true um football shape is a unique thing you got to play the game to you know to, to really get there but i like him being a fast target for deshaun watson to just launch the ball off even if it's just one play we've seen it happen i like him i like will fuller i'm happy he's back I think Watson can make it happen for him, but if it makes you a little queasy because he's coming back, you want to see him prove something. Um, he doesn't have the greatest hands in the world. You know, you don't trust Watson yet. You're not. You're not believing me yet. That's fine. If you don't want to go with him, Austin Safarian Jenkins at tight end. I do believe in. I, I think you should believe in him. I'm putting him as an I told you so player of the week along with Will Fuller, Andre Ellington, and Cam Newton. Uh, he came back last week. He looked pretty good, as I as I thought he would. Um, I thought. And I've seen other guys say this as well. Um, he's kind of like their only weapon there. One of the only weapons, right? Uh, they, they, they've they kind of done this rebuild thing. But, you know, with 
we've seen in offenses that are struggling, that don't have a lot to go to, that tight end is a safety valve. This dude's a big target. He's gotten his life straightened out. Take a shot on him, right? In, in, in a position that's so, you know, flip-floppy every week uh, where guys that are amazing don't do great the next week or guys who aren't great do do great. Um, it's nice to have those options who you feel are pretty consistent, and I feel like he can be that. Um, so if you want him, it's the second week back. There's a little less rust. Again, the matchup is all right. So I like him. I like him. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Andre Ellington. Will Fuller. Austin Safarian Jenkins. My I told you so players of the week. Put the clock dodger stamp on them. Let's go. Let's go. I feel good about it. A couple of things really quick before we go here. Uh, I want to give you guys a no halftime challenge. We talked about it on the uh, no halftime takeover episode about the challenges on no halftime and how there's an art to the challenge itself. We, we mentioned it. We explained how we go about that ourselves to make those challenges get accepted because half the battle is just getting it accepted because you can make challenges for days on there. And if, if they're not favorable to anybody or they don't see it, it doesn't pop to them, um, then they're just not, they're just going to pass it up. It's like a Tinder. You're ugly. They pass you. That's what it's like. You don't connect. They pass you. So if you got an ugly challenge, they pass it. So I want to give a challenge each week that I feel like if you put it up there, you got pretty good odds for it to get accepted, but not just accepted. I want you to win. I want you to win too. That is the, uh, the point here, right? That is the point when you're on no halftime is to, to win your challenges. I don't want you to lose your money. I don't want you to lose your money. I want you to win. I don't want them just to accept your challenge. And then you're like, okay, well, they accepted it, but I lost. So my challenge this week, you are going to give your opponent T.Y. Hilton. That's right. That's right. If you listen to the takeover episode, you know why I'm saying this. He had a huge week last week. He had a good week. His name pops. A lot of people put him, you know, top 10, top 12, top 10, top 15. So his name pops. You're giving them a player that they see the name and it's boom. It's in their face. They like it. Big week last week. I want you to give yourself Emmanuel Sanders. You're like, what? Okay, so here, here's my thinking here. Tell me if you're with me. T.Y. Hilton had a big week last week. However, he's still without Andrew Luck, so his QB play has to concern you a little bit. He did that against Cleveland. Not that I'm, That's not you know too surprising. They're playing the Seahawks this week. That's not as nice as the Browns. So T.Y. Hilton, could he do something? Sure. He has that ability to, to, to do stuff whenever he you know feels like it. But when you're playing the Seahawks, you're playing a defense, and especially a secondary, um, that's not half bad. It's not half bad. So you're you're putting them, you're giving them a name they want off of a hot week, but the matchup is a little you know, shaky for them. But they may ignore that when they see you're giving yourself Emmanuel Sanders, and they're like, well, why would they give themselves a guy that you know people don't put in the top 10? Um don't put him in the top 15 sometimes, possibly, more than likely, um, because he's playing Oakland, okay? He's done actually really well this season. If you look at his stats, he's done actually pretty damn well, but he's playing Oakland. As an Oakland fan, I'm still telling you I would play Emmanuel Sanders this week. The Raiders secondary can get beat. It will get beat. It does get beat, and especially by guys like Emmanuel Sanders. It happens all the time. Emmanuel Sanders will likely beat the Raiders up. Somebody on that offense is going to be the Raiders up, and it's possibly Emmanuel Sanders. So I like this trade. I like this challenge. You get Emmanuel Sanders. You get him T.Y. Hilton. Put $5 on it. Put you on on it. 
I like this challenge. I think it'll get it'll get accepted. And I think it gives you a true shot, a real chance at winning. Fair. You get it? Good. Let's go. Before I go here, I, I just want to leave you guys with a weekly reminder as well. Always. I feel like I need to do it weekly. I feel like it should be, you know, uh, put on a loop basically and just played over and over. Is don't overreact. It's fantasy football, guys. Put a little bit of a cushion on your expectations, positive or negative, of what you expect. Just a little bit of a cushion. I just feel like, you know, we need to remind each other. One good game doesn't always equal more good games. One bad game, same way, doesn't mean you suck. Don't overreact to these things. I see it on the different apps. I see it in the social media worlds. I see it sent to me every day in, in, in different places. Um, guys overreacting. Should I trade such and such? Should I trade for such and such? Should I pick up such and such? Should I drop such and such? Because of the one bad game or the one really good game. Don't overreact. Don't panic. Trust your research. Trust what you hear every week and that you believe in. Don't get crazy. Don't panic. Because when you panic, you tend to make some bad decisions. So just remember, one good game doesn't mean you're going to have a bunch more. One bad game doesn't mean you suck. Smile, guys. As always, please, please, really quickly, please follow us on Twitter at Clock Dodgers. Please subscribe to the podcast. It's what it's what makes this thing move, guys. You guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. I love you guys. I mean, I'm serious. I love you guys. You're amazing. Um, so thank you for subscribing to the, to the podcast. If you're already subscribed, if not, please do. Um, it just gets you the information quicker, faster, and, and it helps us out. Um, if you have friends, family, coworkers, anybody you think may dig what we talk about on here, just tell them to subscribe. It takes two seconds, hit the button, boom, and go. Nothing, nothing too bad. Um, don't forget to check out clockdodgers.com. Lots of great content on there, guys. I'm t- <laughs> the, right now, the content on clockdodgers.com is stronger than ever. I'm not even kidding you. Um, there's some guys writing great articles right now. Um, you got Joshua with the, uh, the waiver article, which is, which is great. Um, if you, if you, he, he's been writing just this season, he didn't write last season for us, but he's writing on there now, man. He's putting out some good stuff. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, signing the waiver. Joshua was doing a great job with that. Um, and, and, and like anything we put on cloudodgers.com, I promise you, it's not just advice or just, you know, opinions or whatnot. There's always some entertainment mixed in there, and he's good at that. Um, and, and depending on what you're into, we got your guide um, through the chaos for college football. Um, Steven writes some great stuff on there, um, and he pumps them out. <laughs> so if you're into uh, fantasy football, I highly recommend you check out his stuff. He pumps those articles out, and he's got some good stuff, entertaining stuff. Um, I re- we really like what he's doing there. And, of course, you got different guys. Um, plugging and going with different things um, that are on there. So so just be on the lookout for all those things. Go visit the site, um, bookmark it, check it out, recommend it to some friends if they have like, you're talking with your friends and they have fantasy questions like waiver questions or or anything. Send them that way or you know anyone who really likes college ball, um, send them that way because they these guys are busting out a lot of good stuff. And uh, by the time you hear this, more than likely you'll see that split tens are back on there too. Eddie is dropping split tens again. So it's like a power ranking uh, for the NFL teams, but it's a little different than your average power rankings. Of course, as usual, clock dodger style, different, different. <laughs> Thank you guys. As always, I appreciate you guys joining me. It's always fun to kick it with you guys. Smile, 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 smile. Make somebody else smile today. You have that power. 
over everything else, you can make somebody happy today. I love you guys. As always, be kind, be great, keep dodging. Visit ClockDodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at ClockDodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.